Hi there, it's Dallas. Today's episode is a special one because we're going to tackle the most common question I get asked, which is, help me find paying clients. How do I do it? But I'm not going to answer that question for you. Instead, I've invited four coaches just like you to do the heavy lifting. So we first aired this episode back in 2020, but I wanted to bring it back here for you because enrollment for Client Surge is now open. Class begins on January 13th, but we are enrolling right now. So that way you can enjoy the end of the year knowing that you've got a proven plan in place to find clients come January. So what is Client Surge? It's a step-by-step system I designed to help you sign seven paying clients in 30 days simply by leveraging your natural strengths instead of relying on some salesy or inauthentic marketing funnel. Now, to help you decide if you want to join us for the January cohort, I invite you to check out Module 1 for free. You can do that at joinclientsurge.com forward slash test drive. I'll say that again. Joinclientsurge.com forward slash test drive. Now, module one will introduce you to the client search strategy, the full process. You'll learn the metrics that we'll be tracking so that by the time you've reviewed the full module, I'm confident that you'll know for sure if client search is a yes or a no for you. So again, please visit joinclientsurge.com forward slash test drive so that you can check out the first module for free, but be sure to do it now because enrollment for Client Surge ends on December 16th. Okay, so now for today's guests, Toya Gavin, Laser Weber, Lee Cambry, and Benno Nelson all came into the hive asking me the question you've probably been asking yourself, how do I find paying clients? And within a matter of months, all four of them learned exactly how to nail their marketing message in order to attract perfect match leads and then host authentic, non-salesy sales calls in order to turn those leads into happy paying clients. They're going to spill the tea about how Client Surge helped them do all of that. So I really hope you enjoy the episode. I want to start by talking about referral marketing because that is really a cornerstone of the client search process that we practice inside the Six Figure Coach Club. And I think a lot of coaches feel like they don't know enough people. They've tried referrals and they don't work. Like I don't like asking for help or telling people I need help. There's a lot of... I think referral marketing can get a bad name. So let's start the conversation there. Toya, I'm going to hand the mic to you. Can you talk about, I'm thinking back to a club call we had and time is so blurry, right? It might've been a year ago and it could have been last week, but when we really tapped into a deeper mission for you, and I'd love to hear you just talk about how you've used that mission to overcome any fears that you've had about putting yourself out there or inviting clients in. Yes. So one of my sort of inner critic moments is when I show up on video or I talk to someone, I'm really conscious and hypercritical of how I show up. And so it makes me not show up. And on the coaching call, we talked about formulating a mission to help get past that so I can have a counter to that narrative. And the mission was around owning your own life. So my mission is to help women of color own their own lives fully. And we had this really, really vulnerable conversation about that. 
And so when I go to show up and I have those gremlins come up, that mission really helps me to push it forward, push my message out there because I'm modeling. What we said was we model the messiness of striving and it is messy and it's hard because I'm generally a perfectionist. So like you won't see me for months and then I'll just pop up. Hey, I have this thing. (laughs) It's like perfect lashes. I'm doing all the, yes, yes. yes, Like I'm the duck, right? So you see the duck looks grateful and their feet are underneath. Like you don't see what's underneath, but that's not how you own your own life. You own all of it. Yeah. And that figuring out that mission and really working through that mission helped me so much to show up fully in my business and kind of implement the steps that we talk about. Yeah. How, if at all, does this mission play a role in sales conversations? And it may not, but I'm just wondering. For me with the sales conversations, I got so much from client surge, but really the client surge process in itself. So it made me less self-conscious, but I think also having this mission, sometimes when you're in the call, because we, our process, we coach on the call. Sometimes I would stop myself from saying what I felt in the moment, like from saying the thing that needs to be said, I would be afraid. And that mission really makes me say like, "Uh uh-uh, if we're owning our lives, right? I'm owning myself fully. I'm encouraging my client, their success to own themselves fully. I'm going to say the thing. I'm going to say the thing. And, you know, ask for permission. Like, listen, I'm feeling this and I'm going to say this thing. And I'm nervous about saying this thing, but this is what's happening. That yeah. always opens up the conversation and really creates that connection for clients. And yeah. it was through the coaching here. Okay, that's yeah. really great. Yeah. So for those of you who are tuning in, Toya raised a, a great point that I want to maybe hear. Laser, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So sales conversations, what I believe in what we practice is we need to coach inside of those sales conversations because you're selling coaching. So wh- why would you try to sell someone something they haven't experienced? And I know that kind of rubs up against what a lot of other people teach when it comes to selling, but Laser, has that been helpful or not helpful for you, integrating coaching into your sales process? Yeah, I think I've, going through and learning how to run the sales conversation better has been a big thing for me over the last few months. But something that really helped me unlock it was diagnosing and not trying to fix the problem, but trying to diagnose what people's problem is. And that's still coaching, right? Like, hey, I think I know where you are right now. And even that really helps people unlock where they are. And that gives me a place not just to coach, but also to stop in the conversation. Right. <laughs> right. Because you struggled before with over-delivering. Just for oh, my panel, yeah. we're jumping around a bit. Like we'll come yeah. back to the referral marketing conversation, but let's shift and mm-hmm. talk about selling. Laser, can you give us a bit of a before and after for yes. you? Yes. <laughs> and then I, if you can make it as tangible for our viewers, because not everyone here knows the client search process. So feel free yeah. to teach what really worked well for you in the sales training. Absolutely. So I think before I unlocked it, I was finding it that I just didn't know what to say. I would get really nervous and I would be coming from a place of not owning my authority. I'd be like, I'm so sorry I'm talking to you. I (laughs) I just don't feel... Yeah. I, I was really nervous. I was really scared. But then thanks to your training and also you had me work with Rachel and and Nzinga in the group. Like 
Let's do some practice sales calls. It really unlocked a few things for me. One of the big ones for me just weirdly was acknowledging that it's okay to ask questions that I think I already know the answer to. One of the big steps that you say ahead in the process is look at the pre-call survey that we have Mm -hmm. and just say, so I see you said that you want to work on your album. Tell me about that. I might think I already know, but let's just talk about it. People love to talk about themselves and it gives me something to come back to and something to hold on to. I was so helpful just to like basically go through what they've told me and then just say, tell me about that. The other really helpful thing, like I said, prescribing instead of fixing the problem. Like I don't need to tell them the entire solution, which was my big problem before. It was like, I know everything that I'm going to do. It just like, oh, I, I would frequently say like, It makes me so happy to hear you say that that's the problem because I know how to fix that. And like, just stop there. Um, That's a good laser. (laughs) I got to write that down. That's really good. (laughs) And the other really helpful thing that I had in my head when this was from Rachel in the group was ask people questions to which their answer is going to be them needing my program. So like, what is your problem with knowing how to post on social media or what would help you know how to move forward with your album or something like that? And then just be like, oh, interesting. Actually, I have that for you. Yes. Um, Having those questions prepared ahead of time and then obviously rehearsing my pitch. And then I just came to the end and like had so much authority. I like felt like I was, like it was almost scary how much power I had in a sales call by the end of clients. I was just like, I can control everything. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) I'm the boss of you. (laughs) Okay, a couple of things I heard. And then, Lee, I'd love to get your take on this too. So number one, coaching in the sales calls is the thing that helps the client understand what they're buying into. Okay. Number two, practice makes perfect. I talked about all the dogs will bark today, I think. Kimchi, you're fine. I talked about this with you in a club call, right? And I love Daniel LaRusso and the Karate Kid. So here's the analogy. Daniel LaRusso did not win the All-Valley Karate Championship by showing up and trying karate, right? He practiced every day for long hours and he built habits in layers even before he did any moves. He's washing cars and painting fences, right? That's... For us to expect to naturally be good at something we don't like doing and don't have a lot of practice with is completely unrealistic. And we're setting our clients up to fail when we are potential clients up to fail when we don't practice because we don't create an environment for them to step forward and invest in their own growth. So I love that you said practice. And then the third takeaway here is in the discovery session, we're asking questions connected to the solution that we offer. And Laser made this joke about controlling people, right? It's not to control people. It's really to determine. Okay, I'm going to ask you questions about the results we're going to get together. And if those are not results you need, then we're not a match. But if they are results you need, this is how we uncover that. So that's awesome, Laser. And tell everybody, you just had your biggest launch ever right? What were your results there? Yeah. My goal was 20 clients. I got more than that. And I have a bunch of people on my wait list for the fall. It's the highest prices I've ever had. It's the most efficient I've ever done it. And 
yeah, I'm I'm so excited about about all my program. My my client roster is so full. I'm so excited about it. So yeah, I mean, I I don't think I and I will say I don't feel like I'm controlling people. I just feel like I'm finally in control of myself in these conversations. Right. Was when I yeah, like you saw me like really like feeling like I had a meltdown of like, I don't know how to talk to people. And when I can actually control how I'm speaking in front of a person, like it's a big deal for me. So it was, it was magical. (laughs) Thank you for that clarification. That's really valuable insight. Cause I think as coaches, we just want to help people. Right. And so we, and we rely too much on the moment, right? It's going to be great. We're going to connect. I'll just show up and it'll happen. And that is not a sales conversation. The sales conversation is designed to help help the client. And helping the client means getting them enrolled in your program if it's right for them. That's where they're really going to get the help. Lee, what about you? If you think back about, if you had to pick one thing that was the most helpful tool for you in the discovery session process, what would it be? It was having a script that I felt comfortable. I mean, I wanted to scream. It's the client search process because it was so illuminative for me to have a, as we've discovered and talked about, I love things being structured because I can implement well. And so if it's like, give me these steps and I can do it and I'm going to edit. And so I also took what you offered me and I wrote it out. I added my own little flares to it and I implemented it. And then even when I was struggling, I remember us having a call and and I think you just kind of made this note that you're like, Lee, even if you're not winning a client, which that wasn't often the case, I was winning the client all the time because of how it was going. You were For saying, the record, yeah. just so everyone knows, <laughs> he, he was winning. Okay, got it. Good. Yes. <laughs> it was that you were like, you're going to get good at this process. That's the worst case scenarios. You're going to get good at selling, which I came to this with, oh God, selling. Oh God, I don't feel comfortable about this. And so having a like, just duck your head and just do what you're taught kind of thing was a safe space for me to try. And mm-hmm. let's see as part of the the script and, and you've broken it down into the, I believe it's the four sections as mm-hmm. a way to show people, hey, I can do this, transformed me in a way where I was like, I was able to go from getting my coaching in 2011 and never making more than $5,000 a year to I am nearly at six figures. And I'm just like, this finally, finally. Yes. Okay, everybody write this down. Having a script is the thing that gives you freedom in your discovery sessions. We think it's the opposite, right? But having the script, I talk about improv as a good analogy for this. So improv is the art of making stuff up as we go along. That's kind of what we're doing if we're improvising. But if you've ever taken an improv class, there are so many rules to improv, so many things that you're not allowed to do and certain ways to respond. And if you know improv and you're trying to improvise with someone who doesn't know improv, it doesn't go well ever. Mm -hmm. But knowing the rules, being in a container is the thing that gives you freedom. Good. How was it for you, Lee, presenting the invitation and then not talking anymore? I could see you maybe struggling with that a little bit. Were you able to get that down or... Sorry, I'm blanking out on what that means. So I'd like to invite you to become a client. And then we take a drink of water or write something down so that we don't keep talking. (laughs) Oh my goodness. How was that That for you? So such a a gap for me to just wait and see what would happen. You know, I'm like, "Uh, I just want to tell you, I want you to have all this. I want to decide for you. I want you to say yes. That's always the gap. I mean, my thought process during it, the one drop of sweat. Yeah, they're waiting for, for them to say something. 
and then it going well for, for uh-huh. the many times for to have that gap there to say, it's up to you, you know, yes. that, that I'm allowing you the space to decide and to you would be the one to ask the question so that you can have the buy-in because I want you to be in that place. I don't want to have you feel forced in any way. And they're yeah. asking, they're like, yeah. what would it take? What, is yeah. it, what does it look like? And I'm like, great. Glad you asked. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier to move on. Good. Benno, I'm going to ask for your feedback, but I want to turn what Lee said into a teaching moment for everybody. Silence is, it is a skill we learn when we get certified as coaches, right? It is your most powerful sales mechanism when you're in discovery sessions. And it is really uncomfortable because selling is uncomfortable for most of us. And if we're, air quotes here, doing it right, the client should feel uncomfortable. That's supposed to happen because discomfort is the thing that happens before we decide to change. And we feel the client's discomfort and we don't want them to feel that way because then we're being a gross, pushy, slimy salesperson. So what we try to do is relieve the client's discomfort and now they don't need to change. So silence after presenting the invitation, I think for me is the hardest skill to master. And it's the necessary step in service to the client's growth. So I want to distinguish pressure from tension for everybody. Pressure comes from the outside. So Lee's selling to me and he's showing me all his gadgets and he's doing all the stuff and forcing me to make a decision now. That's pressure. Tension is that feeling I have. It's the feeling I had. I joined a mastermind this year all about embodiment. And that's how I felt. I was like, I'm going to get in touch with my feelings, really? And I just felt gross about it. And that's how I knew I needed to join, (laughs) right? Is that tension inside of myself. We cannot rob the client of that tension because we feel uncomfortable. It's a complete disservice to people. Okay, so for those of you watching, I'd love to hear in the chat, like what is your biggest takeaway so far? And then Benno, I'm going to hand you the mic. If you had to pick one sales tool that's been most helpful for you or maybe least helpful, we could take it that way too. What would it be? (laughs) I'm going to just echo and say the script. Like you said, it just gives you the freedom. You know, take the script. And again, I tweaked it to, to make it my own language, but it gave me this roadmap and I literally would lay it out out of camera and I knew it, but I would lay it out out of camera so I could see it and refer to it and look to it. And it just gave me this path to follow. And that path was very comforting. And I did practice it beforehand with another member of the coach club. And he showed me a couple, you know, flaws that I was doing or like things that didn't make sense logically. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. But it was that process of just following a path that makes Mm -hmm. it so much easier. Good. I'm so glad to hear it. Let's go back to the referral marketing conversation because, and I could have two questions here for you. One about your first client surge, and then maybe we'll talk about your second. So it was so fun for me to see how you made that referral marketing process completely your own and made everybody jealous, basically, about how, (laughs) how great you did that. So I'd love to hear from you, like what you saw when I presented that here's how to do it and then how you made it your own and maybe why you did that. Because it was just really brilliant. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess what I did is I work with people who create video. Mm-hmm. So it's important for me to practice what I preach. And so I made a 60-second explainer video with me in it explaining the process and how it works. 
And I tried to add some production value and some, you know, graphics and flair and all that stuff because I felt like this is going to do the work for me. This 60 seconds of video is when people come to my website, here it is. It's 60 seconds is my pitch. So I really felt like that was putting my money where my mouth is and just really like, okay, if you are trying to appeal to video professionals, show that you know what you're talking about by being a video professional yourself. Yes, right. Toya, this reminds me about what you talked about, right? About really living your mission and modeling that. So for everyone watching, I want you to think about the outcome that you help your clients achieve and the process with which you do that. And how can you showcase that process in the way that you ask for referrals? Hi there. Quick reminder that Enrollment for Client Surge is happening right now. You can find out everything you need to know about the program at joinclientsurge.com. So Client Surge, it delivers the most honest, authentic, and reliable system to help you find perfect match clients, even if you're a brand new coach. Not only will you get lifetime access to the entire program, you're also going to get to participate in 10 bonus Q&A calls so you can make sure that the system works for you and for your clients. Class starts on January 13th, but enrollment, it closes soon. So please go check it out at joinclientsurge.com. All right, so we're going to talk about simplicity, but I want to make sure that I also cover a couple of things I wanted everybody to take away. I think there are four coaching skills that make coaches excellent salespeople. So again, write this down. I don't have to be a salesperson. I just have to be a coach. That's all you have to do in order to have these successful discovery sessions. The first skill we already talked about, and that skill is silence. Holding space so that the client is really given the dignity of their process. If you feel like you're giving a presentation, you're not having a discovery session. If you talk more than 35% of the time, you're not having a discovery session. So where can you practice silence? The next one goes hand in hand with silence, and that is the skill of listening. We learn this as coaches. Laser, you mentioned this. Listening to me involves rejecting any of our own assumptions. So I hear Laser say, I want to launch an album. I cannot assume that that means the same thing to them as it does to me. So if I really am listening, I'm asking open-ended questions and I'm practicing silence. But the listening piece is most important when it comes to the end where it's decision-making time and the client is likely going to give you some objections or reasons why they're not ready, they can't afford it, the timing is wrong, their cat is sick, you name it, right? And if you're listening throughout the conversation, you will be easily armed with the insight you need to help the client recognize if they're in resistance or if their reasoning is actually supportive to them. I'll give you an example. So let's pretend that I'm in a discovery session with Toya and throughout the conversation, she keeps saying to me, 
Yes, what I really need, I need a process to bring in clients. I have this really big vision for my business. I'm kind of referencing the actual call we had, Toya. I have this really big vision for my business, but I don't want to have to go back and take law work anymore. So my first step is clients so that I have the freedom to then build this bigger business. So let's say that's coming up throughout. If I'm really listening, I can anchor into that when she says to me, ah, the timing is just a little weird. I'm getting married this year. So maybe I should wait, right? Or this is my favorite. Okay, let me go out and try to get a few clients and then I'll be able to pay for the program that's going to teach me how to get clients. That's a really good idea. If I'm listening, I will be able to confidently reflect that excuse back to the client in a way that helps them call themselves out when they're in resistance. If I'm listening, I will also be able to easily reflect back to the client when it isn't the right time for us to work together. So silence and listening. These are coaching skills. If you care about people, you're good at silence and listening. So don't forget that those are your strengths when you're selling. Okay, I have two more. We've talked about this one, practice. Just be Daniel LaRusso. Okay, we're going to practice. I do not want the only time for you to have sales calls to be when a lead comes in because it's not going to go well. You're not going to feel like yourself and you're going to think that selling is gross because it's not going to feel good, right? But it's just because you don't have practice. I'm taking singing lessons right now and I'm not good at it. I'm so not good. But if I practice every day, when I come to my lessons, I don't cry. (laughs) That's where we're at. That's the bar that we have set. The goal is for Dallas to not cry at her singing lessons, right? If I practice every day, I can do that really easily. If I skip like three days in a row and I show up and try to sing in front of somebody, it's not going to go well. So we need, our muscles need to be taught and our joints need to be lubricated and we need to be in fitness. That's a weird way to say it, but we need to be fit when it comes to selling and that requires practice. Okay, the last one, and then we're going to talk about simplicity. I think this is the most important one and panelists, I'd actually love to hear from you if you have any feedback. We must advocate for our client's success. This is what we do when we're coaching right? If I'm coaching you and I see that you're in resistance or there's, you're not following through on this thing you keep saying you want to do and you come to every session and you're not moving forward, it's my job to hold the mirror up and help you overcome this. The same thing is true when we're selling. We have to take a strong and passionate stance for the client's success. And when you do that, if your program is not a fit, you're going to take a stance and you're not even going to invite them in. If your program is a fit, you're going to (laughs) fight for your client's success. And this is totally different from overcoming objections, right? That's usually what we learn when we're selling. Like, how do we overcome the money objection? Uh Uh-uh. Advocate for the client's success. Be really passionate about it. And you're going to help them make an empowered choice. Sometimes that choice is going to be no right? But oftentimes when you're taking a strong enough stance for them, their choice will be yes, but you're the one who has to hold that space because most of us aren't ready to do something new or different. So are you advocating for your clients in these sales conversations? And what I like to do is tell people straight out of the gate, my job in this conversation today is to advocate for your success. So I'm going to take a strong stance for that. You just told me you want 
goal XYZ. It's my job to hang on to that throughout our conversation today. Is that okay with you? I'm preaching right now because I just, re- this is why I love selling because it's not selling, right? It's really connecting with people and like fighting, fighting for their goals and dreams and desires. And that really lights me up. Okay, let's shift gears and talk about simplicity because I think many of us overcomplicate the client attraction process or we hide, right? I got to get my website first and let me get my logo done and let me do all of the fancy stuff that I can hide behind before actually just putting ourselves out there so we can help people. So I want to talk about simplicity. Laser. Yes. Where were you complicating things in your client attraction process and talk about how simplicity has helped you? Everywhere. I was complicating things everywhere. But this brings to mind for me is that I was really deep in everybody's wallets. Like I constantly Mm -hmm. was making unique offers and sales pages for everybody I talked to. Like, what can you afford? I'll make a unique offer and... I don't know that you even said this directly to me, but to somebody else in the call, you would say, if it works, why are you fixing it? And that made me just look at myself. It's like, you know what? My program is great (laughs) and it's successful and it works for people. So I, this time around, set my prices and I said them to myself and I was like, this is my prices. These are the two options and this is all you get. These are the only options. And that made the calls easier. It made my life easier. (laughs) Everything was just so much sleeker. I also didn't need to finish my website. Just that that hurt when you said that. Uh, (laughs) Like all of the like, because in the past before I had this program, like, all right, I need new clients. I have to do everything right. This time I just reached out to ambassadors, which is something I'd never done before. Worked Mm -hmm. really well. And then activated my list, which is the thing I was afraid to do. But you very kindly reminded me that's what it's there for. And it just super simple, one process for everybody, one option for everybody because it works and it's good. And giving the client less options actually helps them. Oh yeah. Right? It takes them out of this squishy, am I going to do it? Let's see what they come back with. Like maybe sometime space and into a space where they've made an empowered choice. Oh, absolutely. It's, I knew this intellectually, but like when I exude confidence, people want to trust me. Right. Mm -hmm. And my current group of clients, I can tell that they believe that I know what I'm doing (laughs) because I've had this level of confidence from the very first moment that I dealt with them, just like in every way. The other, I would say the other simplifying factor is that I have an assistant now and that like the, the scheduling software that I have. Everything is automated. It's so wonderful. This is part of the program too. And it's just like, thank goodness. Like I don't have to do all of this email myself. Right. Or the back and forth, trying to find a time, all of that. Oh, yeah. Never again. Never again yeah. for anything. Great. Thank you, Laser. Who else? Does anyone have a Lee? Oh, look at Lee's face. Okay. So Lee was making it complicated. Now it feels easy. Walk us through what happened. The, the way you framed with simplicity and hiding is that everything needs to be perfect before I can move forward. I need mm-hmm. everything in place perfectly. And that way I can move forward. Oh, this is just off. I can't move forward. I can't move forward. And this is where you have been like, you know, it's simple and that there's a process and that it doesn't have to be perfect. It will never be perfect. Perfect right. is an idea, not a reality. And 
things will fix. Errors and failure is good because it teaches you. And I can get that now because again, being that A student, I want to do everything right and in order. And so for it to make it simple, it's just go for it. And right. you have a great phrase that Laser just typed in, progress, not perfection. That has shown for me so much. You're reminding me of going to the gym. So for me, the hardest part about going to the gym or do people go to gyms anymore about like hopping on my Peloton is actually putting on the outfit. That's the hardest part, mm-hmm. right? Is like psyching myself up to do the thing is so much more painful because actually doing the thing is exhilarating, right? But I think with client creation in particular, most coaches, we get so in our heads about what the thing is that we never we never click in, right, to the bike. Toya, what about you? Yeah, in the client and sales process, what simplified it for me is actually making the invitation. Oh, I had never imagine that. <laughs> just actually said like I'm inviting you to be a client or would you like to be a client in a conversation? I'd never said I'd said talked around it a bunch of times and gave them the details of my process and how much it costs and when we would meet, but I had never actually just asked the question. And asking the question puts people on the line, like you said, to make a decision. Asking the question, giving them silence, creating that tension for change gives them that space. And I had never done that before. And that made everything simple. It was like, oh yeah, I should ask them actually like, (laughs) thanks. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it 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 made everything. Right. Question is vulnerable. It's a vulnerable space, but I also use that advice even in, so I do some reaching out on LinkedIn Mm-hmm. And like, even on LinkedIn, it could feel very like, oh God, another person's coming to me to pitch me. And instead of approaching it that way, we talk about like asking questions, like really getting permission, caring about people, asking yeah. the question simplified everything. It's so yeah. wild. Yeah. It's the greatest thing, but that's really what changed the game for me and simplified everything for sure. Got it. I love it. So yeah. like the takeaway, when you have a sales call, ask for the sale, <laughs> right? It's so, but I hear you. We don't do it. We don't do it. That's so yeah. good. Toya. I just wanted to say though, I love the way you phrase it, which is extend the invitation because the way we do the sales process, it really does feel like you're in, in a space, in a relationship, in community with people. And so extending that invitation kind of gets rid of that ickiness of like, I'm trying to sell you. It's really like, like you said, I'm taking a stand for your success and I'm inviting you into this process to do it. It just changed everything. It, it simplified everything for sure. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that forward. Yeah. You're right. Because I think in the whole client search training, I don't talk about sales calls or any sort of like getting the sale, doing the selling. I trick all of you. <laughs> Benno, do you have anything you want to add around this simplicity conversation before we open it up to the group? Sure. I think for me, just the simplicity of the script yeah. is... And it's just mostly asking questions, mm-hmm. like you said. And I think that's so, I know that that's something I need to work on and continue to hone is just ask questions and shut up, you know, <laughs> it really does. And so the, for me, the, the script made it simple mm-hmm. and the program makes it simple. It's like, okay, do this. This is the next step. Do this. 
Right. That's great. All right. Well, I want to give everyone here time. If you have a question for me or for any of our panelists, can you please enter that in the chat? And while those questions are coming in for the panelists, so now that you have this client surge system, you know, you can go back to what has it opened up in terms of other opportunities for growth in your business? Toya, do you want to start with that one? Yeah. So when I came into the Six Figure Coach Club, it was, I have, I was focused on lawyers, but I wanted to expand my niche and really focus on women of color. Mm-hmm. And I think it wasn't like the tips or the tricks or whatever. What this process has opened up for me is the confidence to keep going, to be messy and to play bigger, right? To play bigger. I, I was keeping myself small because I was scared. And like Lee, I am a former A student. I like to get everything right. So it felt like, oh, I'm not getting this right. So let me not do this bigger thing because I can only get this smaller thing right. And I think having these processes in place has allowed me to kind of say like, I can be messy. I can model like owning all of it and create a bigger container for what you said for other people to feel that success, to feel free, to feel all of it. And that really is kind of like the, I don't know, the secondary benefit. Cause we talk about sales and all that, but on the calls, we're like in there crying. I don't know, Dallas. <laughs> right. But all of that really, really helped. And that's kind of what has opened up for me. I'm much more willing to play and to try and to go for it. Wow. Yeah. It's so much better than getting clients, Toya. What about you, Laser? What has this opened up for you? Oh, gosh. I feel way more confident about me and my my whole, like I was saying, like my clients trust me. Maybe it's I trust me and therefore my clients trust me. I do. I've projecting is a big thing in our life, but I think I know that I'm going to be able to, you know, increase my prices and keep going. Like client surge is just the beginning. So I'm so excited to keep going in the process because I know that there is a lot of leveling up and a lot of making this a bigger part of my income and my life is going to be really exciting for me that just to be frank. And I know that I don't have to worry about filling my next group. You know, a lot of the reason that I joined the club was I felt like I was scrambling every time I wanted, I needed income to like I figure out the system, but now like I have a wait list. I had like this time I did client surgery. I had like a 70% success rate on my calls. Right. So like, I know that I can do this again and I don't have to wonder what's going to happen. So all of that emotional real estate can be funneled and creative energy can be funneled toward the musical that you're creating or more creative marketing, all of these other things. Yeah, it's just not taking up so much space in your brain, it sounds like. Yes, and I don't want it to, so that's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Lee? What opportunities are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to the ability to have options because the mental capacity to have to create a process from scratch and oh, the fear that, oh, I'm not there, I don't have that, or okay, there's this thing. What is, I feel good. I know exactly Mm -hmm. what's going to happen that if things dwindle, I know how to basically like a well-oiled machine, turn it on. If it's off, you know, with client client flow, it's constantly running. But if it were to stop because of a life getting in the way, Mm -hmm. or I'm so full that I just forget it for a little bit, it's not hard to turn back on. 
Whereas before working with you, it really was a broken machine that I don't want to even try to turn on. And oh, God, 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 oh you know, yeah. now I feel comfortable. And so I don't have to think about it. It's, it's, it's as easy as click. Okay, it's going. I know what I have to do. I have to check in every now and then oil this here. And oh, I have all this time and capacity to work on other things and to focus on my clients and to be present. Yeah. That has been a huge impact for me. That's awesome. That's really something. What about you, Benno? I mean, for me, I'm looking forward to these suggestions that you just made (laughs) for me, you know, like that's the route I need to take because I want to be where Lee is at, where Mm -hmm. it becomes just turning on the machine and oiling it here and there. That's what I want. And so I feel like I need to still kind of hone my process to make that happen. Yeah. I don't know that it's the, it's not the process, it's the thinking and the approach at the very top of the funnel, right? Because you've proven. Yeah. So... When people come in, right, you had a really great conversion rate, you reached your goal at the time for how many clients you wanted, that goal has expanded. So I think it's not fixing the process as much as expanding the first step so that more people then get to come into the process. Well, this has been so much fun everybody. Thank you to each one of you for coming and sharing your experience. Thank you to everyone in the chat for rooting us on. I got a ton out of this conversation. So I want to thank everyone for joining us today. And in particular to our panelists for taking this time out of your schedule and your lives to share your experience with all of us. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week. 